Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Ansonia Drive-In Horror, or something like that. I'll get the title right in a couple of seconds, but joining me on this episode from Ansonia is Mr. John Marini. Welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Marini. Thanks for having us, Eugene. And then... Joining us from Derby, Mr. Connecticut Cult Classics himself, and he's associated with the CT Horror Fest and the Horror News Network and all kinds of stuff. Uh, some kind of boy band from the 90s that he was a drummer or something like that. Scary Larry Dwyer. Hey, thanks for having me, Eugene. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for doing this, guys. Before no we begin, uh, you know, there, there's a lot going on in the world right now and mm -hmm. a lot going on locally. So I want to read uh, an important announcement, and it's important because it's a way... Neighbors can help neighbors. COVID-19 has changed life as we know it, and the Valley needs your help, Scary Larry Dwyer, now more than ever. The region's health and human service providers face unprecedented challenges in meeting the needs of those affected by the pandemic. Some organizations are even at the risk of closing their doors. You can make a difference right here in our community by joining with others in one of three ways. Give directly to Valley nonprofits. Participate in the Valley United Way Annual Fund or support the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund. You can do so by visiting valleyfoundation.org. All right. So there is, there, there's, there's been these drive-in events happening uh, pretty much, what, on a, on a weekly basis now for, for a couple of weeks in Ansonia at Warsaw Park. Uh John, they're all. I, I thought, all right, it's a good idea. Okay, you got Ghostbusters. All right, that'll sell out. Then I saw like, oh, the Beatles. Uh, I'm, I'm a Rolling Stones guy. I don't know, like the Beatles. Uh, I saw Creature of the Black Lagoon. I'm like, oh my, oh, they're gonna have this. They're gonna have to pay people to attend to see the Black Lagoon, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. But how wrong was I? Because these, this is really caught oh. on. Uh, they're all selling out. So how's it going, Mr. Marini? It's going to uh, wonderful. Um, and thank you, Eugene. And thanks to the Valley Sentinel for supporting drive-in movies and good movies in general in the Valley area. And Valley Sentinel is, of course, a sponsor of the, of the drive-in. And you've been a sponsor of Larry Dwyer's Cult Classic Nights and also Sci-Fi at the Strand, our Godzilla Nights. So it's good that someone in the Valley recognizes good cinema. And, and all good family movies, you know, from from A to Z. Well, I'm more I'm more into trash cinema. Let's let's be honest. Me and Larry are more trash cinema guys, but I'm happy to do so. I, you guys have become. I I, I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, thank you both for not retweeting it. I really appreciate that. But I said like because of of Scary Larry and Ansonia, like Ansonia Seymour has become the coolest place in Connecticut uh, to That's watch our movies. Goal. That's the goal here. Take that That's snobs. What do you have to say to that Greenwich? Yeah. What does Greenwich have? Greenwich isn't showing the gate, right? No. 
Definitely not. Fresh doesn't have um, Creature from the Black Lagoon on on a drive-in screen. I'm not really sure why you would go to Greenwich. I mean, if you're leaving New York, if you're leaving New Jersey, I think if if you're looking at Connecticut, you want to look at the Valley. Yeah. You want to look at Ansonia, Derby, Seymour. I mean, that's, that's, I think, uh, where it's going to happen. Are you guys getting a lot of yellies? Unless you're looking for a yacht or a Porsche. Yeah, then, you can, then you can stop off in Greenwich and visit the dealerships. What but. about the Yale hipsters? Are you getting all like the cool people from New Haven coming in oh. uh, from Yale University to see uh, Texas Chainsaw 2 or anything like that, Larry? No. Um, most of those folks are, 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 aren't, aren't, uh, aren't really coming through. Um, Look at Larry carefully hip- choosing his word. Larry, this is contained, Larry, because we're in a mainstream. This, this isn't yeah. Pine of Comics. This is not Pine, pine O Scary Larry or whatever uh, that is. Um, but most of those guys, your Yale hipster types, are looking for a 35 millimeter uh, film fest and, and turn their nose up at anything, anything but. So no, we don't usually get those guys. I just noticed I just look like a floating blob here. I might have to I might have to adjust my lighting at some no, point. But anyway, I uh, like it. I like it. You look like a lava lamp. I kind of <laughs> like it. Uh, my face is a glowing. Uh, by the way, Larry, thanks for you do Pint of Comics. That's a Connecticut based podcast. And like Larry, mm-hmm. they're doing this series right now. The, 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 they upload stuff all the time. Check them out on Facebook. But they have this scary Larry thing where Larry comes in there and they talk about horror movies all the time and right now they're going through the entire catalog of friday the 13th movies which seems like punishment to me that's that's hellish (laughs) but i just want to play a clip last night and uh john i i mean you don't have to formally take this on as a a case of slander but i am looking for a little maybe some pro bono legal advice here here is the pine of comics guys and scary larry dwyer talking about me eugene driscoll Always trap the Tommy Jarvis radio first, then the fuse house for the phone. Eugene has been maybe yeah. drinking. I don't know. That's no, I very- think that's probably a, uh, oh, that's true. my beer's money. Um, that's probably a reference to the game, the game which, yeah. which he plays. Oh. I, think, I think nonstop. I don't know if his family ever sees him. <laughs> I think Eugene is like Tron. He's yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause every time he says something, he's playing that game. Yeah, so I play Friday. Where's the slander, though? You know, yeah. defense to slander I def- is. I true, defended right? the whole beer thing. I, I, I did. I, well, I first of all, that. first the, the beer was referenced to something you had said earlier in that podcast. First of all, oh. I wasn't drinking. Second of all, my child was here with me. I was like, oh look, look, Daddy knows these guys. They're talking about a Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I, I look. Let me talk about the game I play a lot. And then to have his hopes crushed, like just you know, he needed another ten years. He can find out. Uh, you know what? I don't live up to his expectations, but thanks for spreading that last night, scary liar. So, John, uh, scary Larry. I'm sorry, John. I have no case here. I mean, look, I, I get yeah, threatened with, with suits. True, it's not slander. That's the problem, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right, so let's talk about what. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I don't want to interrupt you, counselor. What'd you say? Oh no, I was saying you know the truth is is an ultimate defense for slander. But no, I think we're doing some great things with these movies. I, I mean, I, I think we have. Uh, I think they're all family friendly. I mean, to me, Basket Case that's not a family movie. That depends on the family. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Dwayne, Dwayne and Belial are clearly family. So yeah, there's some family values uh, there. Yeah. But you have coming up. Let me see if I can share the screen uh, and share the sound. Uh, this is from oh. the Connecticut Cult Classics website. Uh, you guys are seeing uh-huh. that, right? Yep. Look at that. So uh, let's talk about this first one. I mean, they're they're both sold out, which is amazing to me. I mean, they sold out in, in like minutes. 
uh, I believe. Right, Larry? I mean, well, let me provide some hope right from the beginning, though. We're likely going to make available, um, at least for one of the shows, some extra tickets. And I think it's super limited because the shows are sold out. The way the shows have been going, we do have some extra car capacity. Say, and again, it's all about safety, right? So the spacing with the cars, the way the event's conducted, safety is right at the top of the list. We do think we could fit some extra capacity as we go along. And so I think you want to watch Cult Classics uh, Facebook and the City Facebook for that news. We just opened up five additional tickets for our sold-out show tomorrow uh, that's the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that we're doing. So likely there is some hope if you're interested in the shows, um, you, you may get a chance, but you're going to have to be fast. And then which I should just know this is going to post Tuesday. So the Indiana Jones will have happened already, but that's good to know. And then, John, just in general, because all these are selling out, the, the ones the city has done uh, for the past couple of months are all selling out. The ones now the city is combining or partnering with Scary Larry, or who lives in Dwy uh, Derby, by the way. Uh, those are selling out. So is, are there plans to continue this? And, and how much longer can you do it uh, in the current season? Are you going to do it uh, into the fall beyond these October screenings? Problem is the weather. So we have a, a large 45-foot inflatable screen, but a little bit of wind, and it goes up like a Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day float. Uh, oh, really? And it's done that a couple times with the setup already. So my guess is by October, we're already, you know, in the, you know, past the safety zone. So I don't think the weather will allow us to do it in November. However, the screen is the city's and we do, this concept has, has really um, been a home run. So we will be bringing it back in the spring. And when COVID does eventually recede, I think it's only gonna get bigger as we could fit more cars. Um, we can get people in there on blankets. Um, that's for the future when things clear up. So it's not gonna go away, but I think the October dates are about it for this year. And then in terms of the 40-foot screen, where does one get a 40-foot screen? I'm in the market. And then how much does that cost? Like, how much does one of those run? Yeah, one has to look on eBay and um, obscure corners of the internet. Uh, Wait, but what? eventually Seriously? I did find a company out in the Midwest that makes uh, these screens and that brings them in from China. And um, the cost was not bad. It was actually $2,500 for the screen. It took about a month and a half for it to arrive. That's uh, everything. Thanks, Amazon. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's a very high quality uh, uh, setup and um, cost effective and larger than, than most inflatable screens are available for rent in the area. And Larry, uh, have you been to some of the drive-ins yet uh, in Ansonia to check out that screen? They sell out too quick, man. I can't. I can't even get tickets for myself. John's not putting any aside for anybody. It doesn't no, matter. They no. go. I did. I, I I went to one of the uh, the tests uh, when they were testing uh, Ghostbusters to check it out, and it's incredible, man. It's it's a it's a great it's a great looking uh, great looking screen. Um, not super loud because you know you got to keep air rolling into that thing to keep it inflated. Um, it's it's good it's a good it's a good screen and warsaw park is a good um definitely a good little place to have uh you know it's it's just the right size to be able to keep it uh you know keep everybody separated away from each other but still have a, a really good event and then john before we get into the movies that are screening uh in october with with scary larry down there uh texas chainsaw one is a movie <laughs> And then there was a sequel that came out in about 1986, uh, Toby Hooper, 
after he made Poltergeist, made Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, starring Dennis Hopper and various other uh, people. And I'm just wondering, John, which one do you prefer? I mean, from you can speak from your heart for this one. Mm. I remember I had an art teacher in um, seventh grade who preferred part two. And, and there is the chainsaw fight, right? There's the chainsaw duel. However, the first one is, is far superior. I, I don't really see how one could make an objective argument that the second one is better, but it's certainly different, right? It's, it's certainly different and on many levels and it's, it's worth a watch. Smarter. It's hard. You know, it's hard to be, how, how, how do you really be objective really when looking at movies, you know, they're two different experiences, but um, the first one is, is, is the one, right? Well, it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that because this is getting awkward because the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre part Two, which uh, is better than the first, I'll say it. I, I don't care if it's an unpopular opinion. I will stand by my principles and say part two is better than part one for a million reasons. But she is coming. Let me let me see. Look, I'm getting good at sharing the screen. Let's do it. Larry, sure. tell me about this movie. It's called, uh, what's it called? I don't even know. I can't see it. It's called 10 Minutes to Midnight. Uh, it was filmed by, uh, well, written by the brothers uh, Eric Bloomquist and Carson Bloomquist, um, who have written uh, other films uh, like Long Lost. And uh, they did a show called Cobbleston Corner where they won some Emmys. Um, they're they're local, well, local. They're like up Willimantic area, but they're Connecticut guys. Um, and they filmed this movie last year in Connecticut, uh, up in Willimantic at uh, radio station up there. Um, and it stars Caroline Williams from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Yes, um, who is Stretch in uh, in that movie? Um, and also, you know, iconic iconic in, uh, performance, Larry. Iconic performance. And she's been in a number of other movies. She's been in uh, Hatchet, and she's been in The Legend of Billie Jean, another classic. Um, and it also stars uh, Nicole Kang from Batwoman. Uh, Alice uh, Kremlinberg. I can never get that last name right, but she's from Orange is the New Black, which is a popular show. And then the late uh, Nicholas Tucci, who was in uh, You're Next and uh, The Ranger um, and Bloomquist's other movie, Long Lost. He actually passed away not long after the filming. Um, I don't think anybody even knew he was sick. He had cancer, uh, but a great, if you ever get a chance to see Long Lost, I think it's streaming for free now on Amazon Prime. Um, this guy, this guy was a phenomenal actor. I can't wait to see what he does in this movie. Also, um, there's a guy named Larry Dwyer who has a scene. Wait, oh, in this movie. Oh, yes. that's yes. oh, okay. Yet yes. another scheme well, by you should be scheming, me, Larry Dwyer. Let me let me walk it back and say I filmed I filmed a scene. Whether it's going to uh, be in the actual film. I don't know. And, and this is, I haven't seen it. This is screening October 10th. Let, let's go back to it. But, but first, let's uh, share or uh, try to screen the, uh, what you call it, the, uh, the trailer. Uh, the trailer. That's what I'm trying. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Here That's it what is. I'm here for. I got uh, to think a little bit. So if I press this mm-hmm. and then I go over here and then, okay, here we go. Sexy phone call. I can practically guarantee you a suspended sentence. Excuse me. <laughs> what I'm talking this? to my client. Do you mind? Well, I have something more for you to talk about. We found some blood on your client's clothing. We're going to rebook a murder one. What? 
See you at the arraignment. I'm gonna have to use the dump button. Dirty. He's lying. There was no blood on my clothes, and he knows it. You did. This is intense, Larry. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Yeah. No. Okay. So I mean, yep. Caroline Williams That's isn't in that clip. But. Well, that's oh, I made myself movie. laugh so much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was waiting all morning to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I could, oh. I could tell that you, you were happy to have that set up. Uh, I should have, I should have turned off my dad. camera. <laughs> Jeff the Great, Jeffrey Lewis. I yeah, right, Jeffrey so, Lewis. All right, yeah, that was a little joke. That was uh, uh, ten to midnight. The uh, legendary Charles Bronson film mm. uh, from. <laughs> From uh, about the same time uh, as, as the gate. All right, so no, yeah. now here, let's really do it. Here, I'll do ah. it. Share this. Go over here. Are you going to see the same thing for a second? But I promise it's over here somewhere. Man, you 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 had that set up. Look at you. <laughs> but then I realized later, I'm like, oh, it's on Larry's page. Why did I go through all this? Something yeah. is happening at WLST Radio. What would you do if you found yourself changing? You can't trust anyone, not even yourself. Tune in with Ernie, Aaron, Robert, Sienna, and Amy Marlowe to see who makes it through the night. The graveyard shift begins at 10 minutes to midnight. There's never been a night like this one. Yeah, so there we go. So, Larry, how did you get involved uh, in this movie uh, from the get-go? How, how, and how, what was your scene like, uh, if it makes it in? Did you have to, like, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Carolyn Williams, a legendary actress from the best movie ever made, Texas Chainsaw 2? Uh, I had to. I had a scene with her. I don't think I can say more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have a scene where Who's I'm, like, watching this, her. Larry? Come on. Those guys. The, 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 Listen, the... I haven't even seen it. I don't know if the scene's actually in the movie. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but Was uh, it intimidating? Screened... What was it like? Describe to me the feelings you had, Larry, right before they said action. What was going through um, your head? It was, it was kind of, I'd already been there for about, like, 13 hours, I think. <laughs> So, oh, so you're drunk. I was, I, yeah, I was just like, oh my God, let's do this. Um, cause you know, I don't know if you've ever been on a movie set, but it's a lot of waiting around. Um, so, uh, by that time I was just like ready to go and they told me what to do and I did it and, and that was it, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was really cool to be in a, a scene with her, even if it doesn't make it into the movie. Um, that's now my third scene with somebody who is sort of like, horror royalty in a mm. film and I'm pretty psyched about it. So hopefully it makes it in. Um, I, you asked earlier how I got into this. Um, I screened, uh, the Bloomquist brothers short film. Um, she came from the woods, uh, before the Halloween one and two double feature about two years ago. Uh, they had just reached out to me and were like, Hey, we have a short, would you like to screen it? And I was like, yeah, I'll screen it before Halloween, send it over. And that's kind of just how I met them. Um, and when they were filming this, they reached out and asked if I wanted to uh, come up and be an extra in a scene. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, uh, that's I'll do that. Awesome. And now yeah. Caroline Williams, she's going to be in person in Ansonia. Is that I read that correct? 
She is. She's coming out. Uh, I think she's. she might actually be here because she has to quarantine for a couple weeks. Oh, um, right. Wow. And yeah. then she's doing... Yeah, because she's from I don't somewhere California, Texas, or something. Got to be Texas. Uh, so she's come. She might be here now, uh, quarantining, and then she is going like on tour with these guys because this is screening like all over the place. They they have a lot of screenings coming up for this, and she's going to be at most of them. Um, and luckily enough, we're lucky to have her uh, and Aunt Sonia. Um, she'll be taken socially distanced pictures with people and uh i think she's going to sign some pre-signs some uh, 10 minutes to midnight posters uh and maybe a texas chainsaw massacre two thing for you i was going to say knows? can i get an interview larry or what can you hook me and marini up here john wants to interview uh, too i'm sure well john i think john's going to be there so he might have a chance <laughs> am i gonna if i come get a socially distant photograph with her do i ha am i gonna have like the extra are you guys gonna keep me even farther away what's the deal there i i think i think we would keep you farther away anyway like we um, keep you farthest away <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a panoramic yeah. shot like with the iphone you, but it's on the opposite side of the screen <laughs> yeah. i'll be at the high it's, school it's there. outside the gate it's just right outside the you'll have to be up against the chain link fence i'll be building well, the access road specific they said we could do the movie night but you you really have to be about 50 uh at least 50 feet away from Carolyn. taking my sponsorship yeah. money back but uh the other thing i wanted to talk about then coming up let's see if i could do this again the only thing about sharing I, I should have taken lessons from uh from john on this when you share the screen my screen the things i want to share are getting st oh if i go like this that'll do it they're getting yeah, stuck behind the uh the stuff here Oh uh, yeah, the gate. zoom zooms a pain. The gate. Uh, do we have to play the trailer? Let's let's play the quick a couple of seconds from the trailer for uh, the sure. gate. Uh, sort of famous '80s. There film. is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs. Someone has opened the gate. This is weird tearing sound. There is the decomposed corpse of her dead father. Oh no. I'm sorry, this is bringing back too many memories of the, uh, the 80s tearing for me. I might have to shut it off. It's a little too intense for me, Larry. It's an intense film. It, uh, it really is. Now, how did you decide? Uh, what's, what's, I mean, I remember the gate when it came out. Uh, whatever I was, 12 years old or so, 13, right in that range. And I thought yep. I, I'm, I'm too cool because it was like a PG-13-ish uh, type horror, you know, and you grow mm -hmm. up watching. I, I just seen Texas Chainsaw 2. Uh, so I never yeah. gave it a, a fair shot, but it's interesting to go back and read about it where this is sort of a family-friendly horror movie. It's become a way, I guess, for people to introduce their kids to monster movies and, and scary movies and the reviews of it, it it's sort of uh you know got mixed reviews when it came out but now it's it's, it's sure. very much appreciated uh and even has like i read it on wikipedia they're saying like it has good solid family values that are that are sort of funneled through the plot according to a couple of uh critics so how did you guys my like mind meld to come up with uh, this title um this i don't want to say well John and I went back and forth with a, a number of different films. Um, obviously, 10 Minutes to Midnight was the one that's, that was solid, that was set. We were going to do that. And then when we found out we had one other, originally we were going to do a couple more, but then uh, the church had some things they had to use the uh, 
the park for. So it just came down to these two nights, which made it incredibly harder on me because I I'm terrible at settling on one thing. Like I bounce back and forth. John will tell you, I must've messaged him a hundred times with a hundred different ideas. Um, Coupled with the fact that some of my ideas I couldn't get licensing for. My first idea was Dawn of the Dead. Um, No dice. Uh, Then I thought Hellraiser, which might be too much for the church uh, yard anyway, uh, but couldn't get uh, licensing for that. And then we kicked around a few others. um, And the gate's always been one that I've kind of wanted to show um, at the Strand when I do those. But uh, I never did, and it seemed like a good one for uh, people who are horror fans and then people who are maybe kind of on the fence, you know, not into, uh, you know, something like the Evil Dead, which, you know, can be a bit of a shock. Mm. Um, it seemed like, you know, a step above Monster Squad in, in, in terms of, of the horror, but below the, the rest of the horror genre, and it seemed like a, a good fit. <laughs> like a good Goldilocks uh, pick, you know, not, not too much and not too watered down. Yeah. John, was this like a, a childhood favorite of yours, the gate in any way? Oh, uh, definitely was definitely a favorite of mine. And I think a good cautionary tale about uh, playing heavy metal uh, vinyl backwards. <laughs> that uh, I don't, you know, like we live in such a, a conspiracy minded country now. Uh, you know, I, I, you never hear any of the good heavy metal uh, conspiracy stuff. Like I, I miss that. I miss those days. And when this is over, I'm going to play Stairway to Heaven backwards. <laughs> Just don't play Suicide Solution backwards by Ozzy. I remember all that. Well, that. That was like, yeah. a, that was like a big, I, I miss those days when that was like our biggest, well, it wasn't our biggest concern, but as growing up as a, as a kid, it was. As what teenagers they, it was. Right. What are they going to yeah. do to poor Ozzy Osbourne? Look at him now. It's like, wow. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. one thing I, I wanted to touch upon briefly, I had done like a Q&A with John as these uh, drive-ins were getting started. It took me like six weeks to post it because I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I stink. Uh, and then John went and did an interview with every other media outlet in the state. But that's all right. I'm used to it. I deal with Kurt Miller. I understand uh, how tough it is uh, to be honorable. But uh, one thing that was great about that, I'm kidding, by the way. John looks like he's ready. Look at John. He looks like he's ready to strangle me there. Is John even there? <laughs> John, my connection cut out. Oh, wait, there he is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he just looked real angry. Oh, no, John looked really angry. My was, connection cut out. I was sitting there. My heart dropped. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, wait, but that yeah. reminds me, though. John, what's up with the Goonies, man? What do you have against the Goonies? I have what, sources. What was the question? The, the Goonies? Uh, the yeah, Goonies wait. is okay. <laughs> the Goonies is okay. The, I don't, Larry, I don't want to, like, I've got some anonymous sources out there who say that yeah. John is somehow against screening the Goonies and all this, which is, you know. No, no, we're not against the Goonies. The licensing is difficult to get, Eugene. It's very difficult. But the guy from Um, Frozen did it. Olaf played it on his little internet show, whatever. He had the whole reunion. It's a good movie. Well, yeah, he's a celebrity, though, so... You know, he can get that. I mean, I know know John, I know John is also a celebrity, (laughs) but uh, Olaf has a little more pull. He has a lot of pull, yeah. How about one thing, (laughs) uh, The the Gate, uh, Stephen Dorff. I mean, yeah. talk about, he just had the comeback of comebacks in uh, True Detective. I don't know if you guys uh, check that out. No, I haven't seen him since Blade, I don't think. <laughs> Another, I love the Blade movies. Those hold up. They get yeah. kind of uh, beat up a little. But but anyway, what I was starting to say was I did a Q&A 
with uh, Ansonia Alderman. I just I sent everybody on the board a favorite movie, a favorite, favorite movie. movie, and I was so. I mean, Larry, you got let's let's go over this right now. I mean, Larry, I apologize. Sure. I know you read the Valley Indie religiously, religiously. Uh, so let's let just look at some of the movies. I'm going to try to share my screen again. Mm -hmm. Here it goes like that. There's that kid again. Here it there is. He is. Uh, how do you like that graphic, by the way? That's uh, Can, Canva, top notch. Canva.com. Uh, I learned about it at Pointer. I got sent to a journalism institute to learn to do that. Uh, but all right, so there's like there's the Q&A. Look at this. Mayor Cassetti's favorite movie, David Cassetti, Ansonia Mayer, Police Academy, Airplane 1 and 2. Listen, 2 is, uh, two is a highly underrated film. Then uh, this right, great. this right here, uh, I, Josh Stewart, he's the president of the board of aldermen. Midnight Run, which is wow, definitely right, yeah, not a movie. Pull. Yeah, you not a lot, not a movie you hear a lot. I had that poster in my room when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and I, I, I like the mention of Yafet Koto, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think we have a a a, a burdening uh, movie critic here, and then he goes yeah. for the few dollars more. He wants a dollars trilogy at one of the drive-ins. Uh, a then, trilogy. So you have like, you know, you got Airplane 1 and 2, comedy classics, like movies they're doing retrospectives on. You got Midnight Run, which is, you know, one of the most respected comedies of all time, but albeit yep. underrated. Then we get the Sixth Ward Alderman Tony Mamone. Gone in 60 seconds. Uh, Sorry, Tony. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't back a Nick Cage movie. I not even do it. Not even Mandy? You're not on the Mandy train? Actually, I did really enjoy Mandy, and I really enjoyed... Uh, what was the other one he did that year, the, Mom the and Dad? Movie. What about the David Lynch movie? I don't, With he, Nicolas Cage, which one did Wild at Heart? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think it 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 starts and stops with uh, Raising Arizona for me, uh, and then Mamone's other one is Gladiator, uh, Chicago Rivers, The Matrix, Sheila O'Malley, A Clockwork Orange. <sighs> Good for her, right? Yeah, these Woo. are some these are some great uh, uh, choices. And then uh, Joseph Cassetti, third ward, Ald third ward alderman, he picks uh, the Terminator, and then like gives a little movie has all the elements of good versus evil. The Terminator is doomed to lose Sarah to find. I love that he gives a little synopsis of the meaning yeah. of the movie. So I was just really impressed. First of all, I didn't think. Oh, Sheila O'Malley, Fargo. Fargo is a close set. I like this Sheila O'Malley. <laughs> Right, so that's these a, that's a heck of an economic development director you got there, John, <laughs> and grant writer. So, uh, yeah, and the Fargo TV series returns uh, September fifteenth. By the way, so which I, I hear is awesome. I've never seen it, but I heard it's awesome. Oh, it's great! It's great. I yeah. seek out the first couple of uh, of seasons if you can. So, I guess we should conclude because I've, I've I've gone slightly over here. But John, you didn't. Uh, I don't know if I sent that to you, but I had asked the alderman, and you're a former alderman. You live in Ansonia. Uh, what's your favorite movie, Mr. Marini, and why? Ooh. Well, it's, got, it's the original Godzilla, which I saw on WPIX, hosted by Morgus the Magnificent when I was about uh, 10 years old. So, you know, that, that's uh, not only a, a great movie, but it's the movie that got me into liking movies, right? So that's always going to be number one. And has your love of Godzilla transferred to your sons or do they kind of push you away? Like whatever, dad, it's boring. I got to go play GTA. <laughs> it's it's something they're into. It's not as much as I was, but you know, they're definitely into the, the monster movies in general. And you really have to thank uh, Larry, you know, their first expo, one of their first exposures to that was uh, his Stephen King double feature. Uh, the original one with uh, Creepshow and Christine, and they were sitting front row for that. 
And that's uh, G- that's George's favorite movie, Creepshow, ever since. Yeah. Oh wow, no kidding. That oh, Creepshow, that's that awesome. end one with with the roaches. I I still can't watch that to this day. It's too much. It's too intense for me. It's tough. It uh, is. That's that's a tough one. And then Larry, I, I think I've asked you this before, but probably not in this context. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a horror movie. What's your uh, favorite movie and why? Uh, my favorite movie um, is 1985, The Breakfast Club. Um, that's always been my favorite movie. And I do, you know, depending on the day, I, I, I don't think I'll ever say actually anything different, but my top five other than that one pretty much constantly rotates. Um, but for me, when I first saw that, it's, uh, it, it really affected me. Um, I wanted to be John Bender. Uh, that was like my goal in life at that age was to be a cross between John Bender and, uh, Elias Coteus's character in some kind of wonderful, like those were like, <laughs> those were my guys. Um, but the breakfast club to me is just a really, uh, heartfelt, uh, movie, uh, coming to age film about, uh, teenagers from different worlds coming together on one day and uh overcoming their differences even if it's just for that one day um and it's uh, my favorite movie that's that's an interesting answer i mean i very much remember seeing the breakfast club probably the for the first time when i was in sixth grade and i grew up in somers new york right but my mm-hmm. my economics teacher told me later i was from 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 the ghetto of somers new york which is oh. you know it's a it's a lake <laughs> community it's like hard to the guy was a jerk but uh but I remember like thinking like, well, that totally captured the whole vibe of my high school where you had like really wealthy kids and then kids that weren't quite uh, as wealthy. So that was another, that was yeah, that was like emotionally tough to uh, sit through. Oh, by the yeah. way, here's my idea for, for a double feature at a drive-thru. Uh, and I hope you guys, we'll, we'll do Sidney Lumet. We'll do uh, Serpico, Prince of the City. Prince of the City, three hours long, five hours of Sidney Lumet taking apart like an institution and the pathos and all that. Uh, or we like do it live. Like, uh, what was that? Rushmore where they, where they, <laughs> where the kid does serpent. What do you guys think? Will people the buy tickets? It's not going to last that long. Eugene. What'd you say? <laughs> the generator will not last that long. Oh, is that, I didn't even think of that though. No. Yeah. So it's a no, I can't have anything. All right. So listen, before we go, is there anything else either of you guys want to add, uh, before we call it a day? I definitely want to thank the, the residents for the support of the drive-in program. Again, the Valley Sentinel for your support. And of course, you know, we just have some great things going on in the Valley. And Fright Haven, we should do, do a shout out for- Fright uh, Haven as well. You know, another great organization um, that, that came through to be a part of this. Um, you really have a lot of, of interesting opportunities here, entertainment opportunities, whether it be film, you got those haunted attractions, drive-in movies. You know, there's a lot of excitement uh, right right here in Ansonia in the, in the Valley area. Yeah, it is yeah. really good. And, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like I went to Rock the Valley last year with my my uh, two kids. My wife was working and it was, it was a great time. So Ansonia is, is really good at putting events together, community events together uh, at a, you know, that it's not costing people an arm and a leg to go into. And then Larry, the you're Mr. I'm sorry. Ansonia Comic now, I didn't turn John's sound off. I just want that stated for the record. Did you guys both? Larry, do you still hear him or did you both cut out? I cannot hear him. Oh, yeah, John, your sound cut up, but he, John had said the, uh, again, yeah. the Ansonia Comic-Con was yep. uh, launched. I think it was like, la- it was 
last October, I think. It was right I after. Think it, I think it was. Right after yeah. uh, yep. CT Horror Fest. Sorry, John, you cut out for a second there, but maybe that's a good yep. time to uh, to end this. And I want to thank you guys for coming on again with no notice and uh, for giving me and the people a, a diversion uh, from uh, the news today. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, ride the dinosaur.